You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Tebow Dudonis and J.J. Du. An all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hello, everybody. You're listening to a presentation of the Stag Sports Network podcast channel, and I'm delighted to say that we have a brand new addition here to the network is what we've been asking and talking about this for quite a while. Now we're glad to bring it to you as we have the Fast Break podcast with Fairfield Women's Basketball. Uh, I'm JJ Duke, and thanks again for uh, taking some time really to chat with us here and listen with us as we get closer and closer. Well, actually, we're one week away is the time of recording from Fairfield Women's first game of the season. What this show is going to be about is we're going to sit down with Fairfield Women's Basketball head coach Carly Tebow Dudonis kind of check in on how things are going throughout the season we're going to hear from all your favorite players the rest of the staff as well and kind of emulate what we've had thus far with the open court podcast with jay young but i jj duke i'm going to stop rambling on and bring on the people the person that you want to hear and that is coach carly herself carly it's really it's happy that we could actually do this. Um, I know it's been talked about for a while, but thank you so much for being open to this. And um, I'm looking forward to chatting through with you all season. Yeah, thanks for having me, JJ. I'm excited to, to talk about our team and what we've got coming up. Um, it's going to be an exciting exciting season with a lot of new things with a new arena and new faces. Absolutely, the new arena. I mean, the <laughs> way that it's kind of funny because when we first met back in April, you, you came up to a women's lacrosse game. We started talking, and you had a chance to get a look inside the arena, and you were really one of the first people to actually get cleared to look inside the arena. You said it was it was bare bones at that time. Boy, is it anything <laughs> but that now. It's amazing. I don't know how they've done this so fast. I mean, it's crazy to think that we've got our first home game mm-hmm. at the Leo D. Mahoney Arena on November the 18th, which is, what, about... 19 days away yeah. from the time they're recording. <laughs> I know everybody's sweating here like, oh, is this going to be done? It's going to be gonna done. It's going to be done. Oh, <laughs> cannot wait. We're going to talk about um, those games, actually, which would be Fairfield women against Stonehill on the 18th. And, of course, the big one, which is against Michigan, who are in the Elite Eight from season to go. We'll talk about that a little bit. We'll also break down some of the games in the non-conference schedule. And I know our friends over in the administration would like to remind you that for ticket information for those games, you could go to Fairfield Stag. .com and get your tickets today because I did actually hear that the Michigan game specifically and Stonehill game too as well but the Michigan game tickets are going fast for that mm-hmm. game so you're going to want to get your tickets for that and it's also my birthday on Ooh, that day so got to come out and celebrate yeah we can do all of that on the same day but Carly when I, I kind of wanted to dial back a little bit to that day that we kind of met because I know you it was very much of an overwhelming experience <laughs> of course you're coming and you flew in basically what the night before some along Mm -hmm. those lines when the announcement was made you had a chance to you know meet the team toward the facilities toward the campus kind of get an idea of what things are like but now we fast forward here much more calm much more (laughs) relaxed what has this settling in period been like for you it's been really fun. I've gotten to meet um, and some amazing people across campus. Uh, our team has been incredibly welcoming and um, really has bought in to, to everything that we've done uh, up to this point about six months in. Um, and I, I can't give enough credit to my staff, and I know we're going to talk about them a little bit later, but, but my coaching staff and my Dobo have just been phenomenal in, in allowing this to be a really smooth transition 
um, the people that you're around that, that, that pull that carry the weight with you every day have been, um, tremendous. So I, I'm excited to talk about them, but it's been a great transition that the community has been awesome. We've gotten a chance to do some things in the community and, uh, we're just excited to, to get everybody together as we get into, into games. Actually. Yeah. Funny that you bring that up. You just, just a couple of days ago, you and the team went out to a little event downtown in Fairfield and it's kind of almost not only the meet and greet and, you know, here, Hey, here's our team, but it's a chance to really kind of get to talk with just the citizens of the yeah. town of Fairfield. So I know it was kind of a Halloween based event as well, <laughs> but there's a lot of things going on. How was that just getting to interact with everybody here um, in the town? It was awesome. And I think, you know, now that it's so close to, you know, playing a game right down the road, there's so many people that came through there. Like we could walk to the arena yeah. now. Um, and there's just, and, and women's basketball specifically, there, there's such a, um, a fan base of families and children, boys and girls that, that want to, you know, have these role models. And so we got a chance to meet a lot of those. Our, our, our women are fantastic, um, with, with little kids. So we've been able to do that. We've been able to do some different clinics along the way. Um, and, and I can't speak enough about our team and just, they, they really go all in and they, they were, I think they were shooting pop a shot and taking pictures. And, um, so I think they've made a lot of really cool connections, but that's, that's what makes it really special is that when you do, you know, we have a, a really successful returning team that, now get to play right down the road in front of their fans, um, let alone as we're, we're building some really cool connections and relationships. I think we'll we'll see that kind of build into something really special. I mean, it's got to be great for the players, right? Because, I mean, you know, we've obviously at the university have had a great partnership with mm-hmm. the Total Mortgage Arena, but it's, it's different mm-hmm. because you can tell everybody, hey, we're playing tonight, we're playing tonight. 15-minute drive to the arena. No knock on that. There's a lot of teams in this country that do that. I mean, hey, take a look at UConn when they play at the XL Center. That's mm-hmm. a 35-minute drive to downtown Hartford from stores. But it's just that fact that, like, as you said, you can leave your car at home. It could be a 5 to 10 to 15-minute walk. We're right in the middle of this town. And, I mean, that's got to be something that everybody has to be jazzed up about. Yeah, I mean, the the, the convenience of it, the, the atmosphere of what the arena is going to be, where it's going to be a a really intimate atmosphere with a smaller arena. Um, and I just, I think that there's going to, we're going to do a lot to be intentional again, that our women can be role models for young girls and boys where they're going to get to go meet them after games, go up in the stands, take pictures, sign autographs, um, meet families. Um, so I think all of that combined and then, and then throw in the student body with that as well. You know, I think the, the combination of that is going to make for a really cool, um, you know, home atmosphere, home court advantage. Yeah, I'm curious, what have some of the uh, initiatives been to try and really get the student body to come? Because again, between the COVID season, I mean, similar to you guys, where you were at Minnesota, where you couldn't really have all that many, if mm-hmm. any fans at all, to games. It's almost, and then last year for this team as well, you're playing home away from home. Is it almost kind of like a reintroduction <laughs> to tell everybody, hey, we're here, and oh, by the way, yeah. we're really good. Yeah, and you know, I've heard a lot about the Red Sea Madness, and mm. I know that's coming back. Um, I know they've had a couple of kind of arena ceremonies where they've brought in the student government and student body presidents and things like that to to really represent that student body. Um, but I think there's going to be giveaways, there's going to be ribbon cuttings, there's going to be a lot just to kind of get that awareness um, on campus. But again, it's it's two steps from the Recplex, and it's about yeah. ten steps from the dining hall and the student center. So I think it's it's so perfectly located to have. Um, a really cool student body as well. Most definitely. Getting accustomed to this team now. uh, The one thing that I was really curious about is, for you, you've been with a few programs, whether as an assistant coach, associate head coach, I think Adobo for a brief period of time, but now a head coach. What is different between coming into a team at that level versus being a head coach? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that now I'm just the final decision maker for mm. a lot of things. Like I, I loved being an assistant, and I loved being able to, you know, make somebody else look good or give suggestions. Um, but now it's like everyone else is giving me suggestions, and I kind of have to filter out what I want to do and and what I, I have the final say. And so it's a little bit different of a mindset. Um, I think I, I joked with one of our our staff members uh, about a week ago that I'm like I used to be like a doer. I was mm. I was doing and I was checking things off the list and I was organizing and things like that. And now I'm more of a I have to be more of a thinker and planner and um, think ahead and figure out what's going to be best for our team, make the right decisions that that continue to you know for us to to keep taking the right steps forward. So it's a lot more thinking and planning versus doing where you're just trying to make the right decisions day in and day out. And is that something that the players can kind of notice as well and maybe help you along the way a little bit? Because again, it's coming into a new team um, or as as well as your staff as well to be like, Hey, you know, some of the things that you've done in the past, we, we got that you, you worry about the job at hand. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that that's where uh, I love our team because they're bought into whatever we, and we, we do a good job, I think as a staff of explaining why we're doing what we're doing. I think this generation likes to know why. Sure. So we've been really intentional to be transparent of why we're making the decisions that we are. And so they bought, they've bought into them. Um, as a staff, they do a great job of bringing me suggestions, bringing me ideas, bringing me things that they may hear or see. Um, and why they think that's good for our team. And then, and then we kind of take all the information and figure out what's best. But, you know, I think it's been a really healthy balance of we want to take what made them successful last year, knowing it's also a different team um, and, and, and doing things a little bit differently to fit this team and the personnel of this team as well. But I think, and one thing I'd like to add to that, I think that the thing that has made this a smooth transition is we've been transparent about what our standards are going to be, what our program is going to look like, what we're going to stand for, what our identity is going to be. So then any decisions we make are based on, are we being selfless, tough, accountable, grateful? And those are kind of our four standards. And that allows us to make decisions day in and day out that reflect our our standards and our values. So when you talk about those standards um, and the expectations and your identity, how much of that is a collective group decision? Obviously, everybody can bring their thoughts to the table, but where does all of that come from to say, this is who we are and this is what we're going to be for this group Mm -hmm. for 22-23? Yeah, so I kind of came in like, some of it is based off of my values and my, you know, my expectations, my standards of you know, any coach is going to reflect or any team, excuse me, is going to reflect their head coach. So it has to be true to me and how I'm coaching. Mm. But we sat as a staff. I mean, we've got a fantastic staff with experience and have won at a lot of different levels. So it's like, what are the common denominators of winning programs? Not just a year, a winning year, but a winning program. And we kind of flip those into those those four standards and a lot of them fit of what we're trying to do in this program being selfless not only on the court where a way that's going to be really fun to play but be fun for the community to come watch be selfless with our time and going to do events like that where that's a that's a great fit for this program and in, in Fairfield to be a really selfless program because I think that will be that will resonate with the community so we kind of tied it into what is important to us as well as what fits Fairfield women's basketball mm-hmm. um, when you were kind of taking the idea of looking at this job as a possibility and now obviously having it and establishing all of the standards and principles and thing, things that you want to establish, how much of that was maybe actually taking the time to look back at games in the past and seeing like, I'm noticing these little things. I haven't met the women on this team yet. I haven't had this the opportunity to assemble the staff that I want, but this is these are the things that I'm seeing and hmm, that might be something. This might be yeah. something, something from a past experience I might be able to draw. And how much time does that take to really be like, okay, these are the ideas that I want to present? Yeah, you know, I think that's a it's a huge key of coming in and taking over a successful team where there are pieces that um, return from a championship team. And obviously being able to watch film of Callie and Dre and Nellie and things like that and what they're good at. 
um, as well as knowing what you what you've lost and where you know the, I think the biggest thing for us was this summer figuring out we had so many people so many new faces who hadn't played on that team yeah um, and and no disrespect to them they were, they were playing behind really good players um, and so it was us getting a feel for what we do have on the roster and what's going to fit them the best so it's kind of taking marrying. Um, both styles of this is what made them successful, but this is what's going to make us successful going forward with the current personnel. Um, and I think we've made some really exciting tweaks. We've kept some things similar, but we've also we've also changed a lot. There's a lot there's a lot that will be different, um, and we're in, in hopes that that's going to put us in the best um, position to be successful. And I don't think people I, people do know the hard work that goes into the summer, but I don't think they really know how much time you guys not only are grinding on the court, but <laughs> just really spending time together. Mm-hmm. And I really notice a lot of things that you guys are doing off the court because you, Blake, and everybody do a great job at putting this stuff out on social media because I know there was what a, a weekly dinner that you guys are putting together teaching everyone different <laughs> skills in the kitchen or going out obviously to just you know get away from the court and just be with yeah. each other how important is that really as a you know obviously the work on the court yeah. is it is what it is but even more so just getting that cohesion together yeah. away from the game well it's yeah absolutely it's it's super important now um in the first place because I didn't get a chance to recruit Mm. 12 out of the 13 players on our team. And so I didn't get a chance to sit in their living rooms with their families or have recruiting phone calls and FaceTimes and visits and things like that. So I had a lot of catching up to do to get to know them um, and how they operate and what they want out of their, their college experience. So we spent a ton of time, like you said, doing, we call them like Fairfield Fridays where we go pick different places in town or when we did, you know, cooking classes or things like that. But, um, but it's important always because at the end of the day, one of the things that I've always, that stuck with me, my first boss, Sue Semrau said at Florida State was, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. And that's so true of this this generation now. I don't, I, I look back when I was in college and, and it wasn't as much about those relationships. But now like the, these players that they'll, these, you know, young people, they want to buy into people. Um, and so we spent a ton of time and um, I, I said it in my press conference, but like they didn't come here to play for me, but yeah. I came here to coach them. Mm-hmm. And so it's my job to be intentional with that time. And I've really, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it to be honest. It's not, it's not something that I'm just trying to check off the list. We have great, we have great women coach Frager and his staff recruited great people. And so it's been really fun. I do have to ask you best takeaway from the summer <laughs> and who is the best chef on the team Ooh. outside of the coaches? Best chef on the team. We have some different skills. We have okay. some with different skills. Um, of the ones that made it around, like Isa was pretty good. Callie, I know, cooks a little bit. We okay. have some that, that needed some help. Um, Life skills. We <laughs> we no. I mean, there's obviously geniuses in in the kitchen, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like everyone kind of has yeah. their own level. So hey, yeah, that's so awesome. We'll, we'll, once we get back to like Thanksgiving and Christmas break, we'll get back to doing when they're not in classes. Obviously, night classes make it tough. With I think we've got three different grad students so um so we'll we'll get back into that some with some with some off time with school and uh best summer like kind of the getaway that you guys had on those fairfield fridays yeah you know i I, we i actually was was introduced to a couple of different places in town i personally i love bodega it's one of my favorites um we did that we've done um what's it geronimo's we did that um we've done some different we did some some cool different places so we did ice cream one time downtown at saga tuck suite so i'm definitely imagining everybody listening to this like yep definitely the place <laughs> yep that's good i'm Personal. a taco enthusiast okay. if you go on my twitter so yeah. any any opportunity to have tacos i won't say no oh uh, fair enough yeah. fair enough well they definitely love the uh, the shout as well so <laughs> no, no issues with that all right um transitioning from the summer into kind of that early preseason or pre-preseason everybody has kind of their own thing of the way they say that but 
now we're on the court here. Um, how much have you seen this group grow from when you've t- taken them in? As you mm-hmm. said, there's so many new faces. Mm-hmm. We're going to, in this show, we're going to kind of introduce you all to a <laughs> lot of new faces because you're going to have to update your yeah. scorecard at home. But how much have you seen this group grow from when you've taken them to now where they are? Yeah, huge, huge leaps. Um, whether it's in their, their confidence, their, their ability to step into new roles. Like even someone like Callie Cavanaugh, who was their second leading scorer yeah. and played a lot, played almost every minute. She's now in a leadership role yeah. that she wasn't in last year. Um, so even someone who played a lot has, has new responsibilities. Um, and then somebody new coming in like uh, Isa from Florida State, yep. like ha- being a part of a whole new team and a whole new system and a whole new role as well. Even someone like Mimi Rubino, who didn't play as you know a ton, but is going to have a big role for us. So um, it's been really fun to see them evolve and and just be empowered to be um, more of an asset and have a voice. And so it's been fun just from the individual standpoint, but I've really loved, I think what I've taken the most from start to finish is they've learned how to play selfless. And they've, they've heard me say that a million times, Um, but playing basketball in a way that's a little bit more free. We're playing a little bit faster um, allowing them to play in more freedom um, as far as sharing the ball, making good basketball plays for one another. So it's been really fun to see that evolve. And I think that they enjoy playing that way where the ball moves and they um, they create for one another. Yeah, that's the thing that I think a lot of people are going to be surprised when they see Fairfield women's basketball on the court this season. And it's a credit to Joe Frager and the style that oh, he had. Absolutely. He mastered it to a T, and that's oh a gosh. reason why yeah. that group went as well as especially – last season went as far as they did last year he is a genius um but it now with a new group i mean basically it is a new group when you look at it as you mentioned callie is back dre is back everybody else is kind of like they were either role player they were observing and kind of learning where their strengths could be when they get onto the floor but i'm curious when you establish the principles that you want on the floor is it a bit of a hands back off and let the players go and play? Or are you still very much in kind of that teaching mode to say, okay, you know, these are the things that we, obviously you're going to look to find weaknesses that you mm-hmm. can make to strengths, but how much are you just letting them go? Or are you kind of being that like, okay, this is what we really need to do? Well, there's a lot of teaching. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's been a totally like, let them go hands off. It's been a lot of teaching of why we're looking at certain things. It's a, it's a free flowing motion, but with a lot of, um, structure within it of like where are we trying to get cuts to the room where are we trying to get the ball uh, in, in different people's hands so um it's a, i think it's a healthy balance but okay. um but i think the the cool thing is that they've now started to to pick up on why we're doing what we're doing and there's been a lot more um, of being able to get now to the nitty-gritty details of where we want the ball when we want the ball the timing of it versus just the the bigger concepts so um we're gonna see you know that even this team is, is has an opportunity to to play a lot more man-to-man and, and pre- get up and pressure people and things like that so um we're gonna see a lot of different things but i, I can't give enough credit to coach frager for what they did um they, i mean the way they played fit that team so well yeah. um but now like you said with new faces with with you know guards like mimi and nelly and quick athletic guards and um, you know, post players that have a lot of versatility, we, we have a, we have an opportunity to play in a different way to fit that a little bit better without a Lou, without a Rachel, without a Sid, without a Sam, like we have, we have different, we have to, we have to, to play differently. Hmm. I'm curious. I know you don't want to give all that much away and I'm very respectful of that, but for those Fairfield fans, maybe who is one or two that have kind of made the most, the biggest jumps in the off season that they should get to know? 
really mm-hmm. quickly. Well, uh, first of all, I want to give Cal. I mean, they, a lot of fans already know Callie, yes, but course, I want to yeah. give Callie a huge shout out. I thought she's had a great summer. Um, and she's, she's had a fantastic fall and I'm really, um, happy for her. She's put a ton of work in, um, into her game, into, into how we want to play. Um, and I think she's, she's really going to surprise a lot of people, not because they didn't know who she was, but because she's become such a, a focal point for our team. Um, and someone we can play through a quick sidebar on that. Someone that in like Callie, who was obviously a featured player within the offense, but wasn't the one that was getting the headlines. Mm -hmm. You know, you had Lou, you had Rachel, you had all those that you mentioned. How has she taken it as someone that's like, okay, this is kind of your team now. Go, go and make this year what it is. I think at first she was, it was like she didn't want to be selfish. She didn't mm. want to, and, and I appreciate that. But we were like, Callie, we need you to go score. Yeah, we need you to be aggressive. And she, I think that 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 switch has really flipped. Um, and she's had a really good fall in, in preseason awesome. so far. Um, um, but going back yeah. to the player, remember the name. Who are we going to remember the name by the time the season ends? Yeah, I mean, I, I could give a shout out to a lot of people. So I feel, yeah. you know, I, I, I yeah. don't want to leave anybody out. No, but I think, um, I think Nellie has had a really good summer. Um, she's going to be someone that I think teams are going to really. Uh, you know, be ready for her to graduate in a couple of years because she can be a, you know, she can be a bothersome defender. Yeah. She's, she's very athletic, um, to the rim. And so, um, I think she's had a really good summer. I think, you know, Isa is somebody that coming in, she, people don't know a lot about her. She, she had dealt with injuries prior to, um, coming to Fairfield. And so, um, I think that she's going to have a huge impact on her team, both as a leader, um, and, and as a, as a, you know, an offensive player for us. So, um, I think it's Mimi as well, Mimi Rubino. Yeah. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention Dre and some of the other yeah, of ones. Course. But uh, I just think I think we've gotten a lot of guys who have really embraced new roles and haven't been excited to, to bring in new things to this team. You did mention a lot, and we're going to discuss it now. It's not just one person that runs an entire unit. <laughs> it's a unit within the unit. So let's talk about the coaching staff because it's a lot of new faces as well for uh, Fairfield women's basketball fans. So Eric Johnson comes in, Erica Brown Blake Dodonis, of course, and then your new director of basketball operations, Alex McKinnon, local product, by the way, out of right here, Mm -hmm. Fairfield, Connecticut. Fun fact, I think she played high school basketball for a good friend of mine would be Sarah Kinsley, Mm. who still is the Ludlow coach, coaching all-conference, (laughs) all-region honors at Gettysburg. She lives like a couple streets over from me. I've known her my entire life. But anyways, um, enough about that. So this group that you have coming in um what do they all bring to the table because as you said there's a lot of experience at head coaching at uh, all different levels and assistant coaching all different levels yep yep so i i I truly cannot say enough about my staff they they keep me together um and i think the coolest thing i've I, i get asked all the time as a new head coach has it been overwhelming has it been tough and i can truthfully say like yeah i mean there's times or there's days where i'm like you know you're you're learning as you go but I don't. I have not felt overwhelmed because I can give my staff things, and I don't have to worry about them getting done. I don't have to worry about it being right. Um, they're very thorough. They're very experienced. So, um, I'm super thankful. I think you know. I'll just start with Coach Erica. She's been a fantastic recruiting coordinator. I mean, this is she's she's done a great job of getting us uh, organized, get, hitting the ground running, and in, in recruiting um, day from from day one. From I think it was like early May that she stepped, set foot on campus. So uh, we've had a, a ton of success in recruiting, and I, and I want to give her a shout-out for that. And I believe also she's the master of the uh, the shoe check. The shoe game. Yes, yep. okay. Yep, social media as well. Like, okay. she keeps us all. Like, I've always been the young people, the young coach on, on staffs, and now she makes me feel old, so that's great. Um, it happens. <laughs> it happens fast. Her and Alex, I'm like, dang, I'm now, the, now I'm one of the older ones. Um, there you go. But she's been, and she just does a great job of bringing energy every single day. She she sets the tone, um, and and does a great job of building relationships. But as you mentioned, both Coach Eric and Coach Blake bring head coaching experience, which I knew I needed um, on my staff. And so, 
Um, you know, obviously Coach Eric's coached at, at Boston College in Denver, so kind of the mid-major level as well as the Power 5 level. Um, coach Blake's been a head coach at the D3 level, at the high school level, as well as been an assistant at the mid-major level. So um, I think that that experience has really helped me of being able to lean on people of, okay, how would you plan this practice? How would you, you know, approach this film session after a scrimmage? And, and so they've done it, um, and, and, and I've been able to tap into that uh, day in and day out. And then um, obviously with Alex being a, being on our staff, she, she not only is a – like you said, as you mentioned, she's local, but she's incredibly organized. She's got a a real knack for kind of seeing things before they come. Um, and has a great, you know, ability to bring calm in that position, which you really need when, when you're traveling and things are, you think might not always go to plan. She's done a great job of that. Um, and, and, and relates to our players as well. I think our staff in general, um, you know, top to bottom has done a great job of, of spending the time. The only way to really build those relationships is to take the time and everyone does that. Definitely. We are going to hear from those voices awesome. throughout the entirety of the season as we'll be here from start to finish, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Yeah, we're no, hear. Awesome. no, this has been so much fun. And the last thing I know a lot of people want to hear about is kind of the way that you put together the schedule because you're going in the deep end on some of these yeah. games, but it's at the same time, it's you want to play yeah. these games. You want to play in the big buildings against yep. the best teams because you're not going to understand the standards and the levels mm-hmm. that you want to be in unless you, you face the best. Yeah. So um, for those that are unaware, I'll just run down them yeah. really quickly. Uh, first Fairfield open up at Brown out in Providence a week from the time that we are recording, which would be on Monday, November the 7th uh, at 7 p.m. Then you're going to the BJC at Penn State uh, just a few days after that. That's the Bryce Jordan Center for those that don't <laughs> know the acronym. That's the first place to ever watch a college basketball game, by the mm-hmm. way. Yes, uh, family friend that lives out there. But anyways, um, then Yale on the road, uh, another team with another brand-new head coach as well, so that will be fascinating. And then Fairfield will host their two of their three non-conference games at the Leo D. Mahoney Arena on the 18th of November against Stonehill, then two days after against Michigan, then road trip to Fordham, to Binghamton, away to Dayton, and then we'll finish it off by playing Sacred Heart on December 11th before it kicks off in league action against St. Peter's. We'll look at the first three. Um, obviously, Brown and Yale were returning the home-and-home home from a season ago, mm-hmm. but um, Brown is a team that I know Fairfield excelled at last or excelled when they played against them last season, but I know that they like every Ivy team, they basically not graduated anybody <laughs> and re- added more pieces, mm-hmm. so that could be a unique matchup yeah. but one that I think that you guys will probably be enjoying the opportunity yeah I mean they're they are not to be overlooked by mm. any means um, they like you said they have almost everybody back um, and they do have some new young players that will help um, and they have a team there they have some really good young players that play with a great edge um, and so they're they're certainly not to be um, not to be like overlooked or, or taken um, lately because they they have a again their their second year under a, a their next their previous excuse me their current coach um and so they are gelling um and i'm watching i've been watching film of them thinking man they they could do some things this year so um that will be a, a really good first test for us um obviously going to penn state and we've got we've got teams like penn state and michigan and dayton that are you know that are um perennially really good yeah. teams um and i think the thing that we've tried to do coming in here is that to build off of what coach Frager has done is they've gone and now they've gone into the NCAA tournament and whether or not we repeat that or not is a moot point, but we want to be ready to contest and compete against those teams. If we do make the tournament, if we, when we do get into these games that we're not scared to play anybody or scared to play anybody right. at home like Michigan. So I know we'll get to that, but 
um, we construct those schedule with with really good tests like that so that we're ready if we play somebody in the postseason. That's not the first time we've played a team like that. And at the end of the day, when <clears throat> you have the opponents put out kind of their previews and they always have, here's the scout about the opponent that we're going to be playing. And always it's going to be, whether it's usually kind of like a three-year spell where you usually get that in there, champions of insert conference of 2021-22. That's where Fairfield will be, and every team that's going to have that will recognize. Mm-hmm. And that's where you love having those champion versus champion matchups, or if it's like a top four versus a champion, something along those lines in their respective leagues. So you know you, not only do you have to play your best on every given night, but you're always going to get the mm-hmm. best from an opponent. Not that anybody takes mm-hmm. a night off, but still, it's like yeah. you want to make that point. And the one that I'm personally really interested in is the Yale game. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, obviously a new coach coming in as well. A lot of talented players. It is reported that they did just lose mm-hmm. Camilla Ensbo for the season, which is mm-hmm. heartbreaking because she is a a unique She's player. A she <laughs> is a monster. For yeah. those that don't know, six foot five who can shoot from twenty five out, averaged something like twenty and eleven, I think, last mm-hmm. year. Not that that you know. Obviously, you have to deal with what you have, but that's yeah. one of those games, and now things kind of change all of a sudden. Yep. yep. So, I mean, that's that's obviously a fun one because it's just right down the road. Yep. Um, and like you said, new coaching, new system for both. It's going to be really interesting and really fun. But um, I, I think obviously the Ivy League is really high, like, well respected, yep. um, top to bottom. Oh yeah, and and they've continually competed in the the top three of that league. And so that'll be another really good test for us, another really good tune up before we kind of continue on in our schedule. And Stonehill, obviously, for a lot of people that are unaware, no, this is not a D one versus D two game. Mm-hmm. Stonehill have gone up. I've actually seen them a lot over the last few years by my work at. Um, Bridgeport and New Haven and they've done a great job of mm-hmm. like consistently being top three in their league in the mm-hmm. NE10 which is frankly the best league of the three in the region so they do something right and they also I'm just kind of scrolling down their schedule they're putting together a gauntlet mm-hmm. in their first season so this is really just nothing different for them yeah I mean they're they again they've they've been really good in their league and they compete for championships every year so uh, I don't you know I don't care whether you you were D2 or now yeah. you're D1. Like they, they recruit in a way that, that can compete at this level. So um, that'll be a really fun one to open the arena with. And um, and we're going to need everybody in the seats to, yeah. to kind of help us win, win that one and, um, and play the right way. Now everybody wants <laughs> to know the big question in the room. How does Fairfield get Michigan to come here to Fairfield, Connecticut? Because usually you hear, oh, it's, you know, smaller to mid-major that goes out to a power five. Mm-hmm doesn't really happen the other way around so there has to be a story with this well shout out to coach Blake on my staff who does a lot of our scheduling um but you know I think I think with a new arena with what we're building um I think we're we are trying to set the tone that we're not afraid to play anybody anywhere yep um and 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 that's an elite eight team you know they're they're they're, they graduated obviously a WNBA player but they have another one on their roster that we're going to get to play against so um, there's not necessarily a, a side story. I mean, we, I do know their head coach. Well, my brother actually worked for her at St. John's uh, as a GA. Okay. Um, but, but they, they have a, a great New York fan base. So I encourage all of our Fairfield, um, com, you know, town and community and fans to come out because we, we don't need it to be packed with, with the blue and maize, you know, we, we, no, we, we need our not. Fairfield fans. So, um, I think that'll be a really cool matchup. And, and I think, we'll, you know, that will be a, an opportunity to celebrate the, the previous championship as well. That's actually their first road game of the season, <laughs> which is really yeah. interesting because then they go to beautiful Estero, Florida for a three-game swing down there and a showcase event. So that will be a fun one, and I genuinely cannot wait. Um, 
I think this is good. I think this is a good place to kind of end show one. I know we're going to kind of build on this as we go forward. Like I said, we'll chat again after the Yale game to kind of preview that two-game homestand. Also have a chance to talk about games more specifically, have some of the players on, but this is good. I think we're off to a good start here. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to to get going, and I just encourage you know the community to come and get to know our team. Um, I think there's going to be so much value of our women in, in the lives of, of the families and the community members, and um, I hope it can be a, a mutual partnership where we can we can add value to each other's day-to-day life. <laughs> Absolutely, and if anything else, you can always flip this on. At least you can flip this <laughs> show on for the next yeah. week or so before yeah. we start playing so you have an idea of what this team will be looking like when they yep. take to the floor at home at the beautiful Leo D. Mahoney Arena yes. in just a few weeks' time. So that's going to do it for our first episode here of the Fast Break Podcast with Coach Carly. Uh, if you want to get involved, let us know who would you like to hear from, um, what would you like us to talk about? Because, again, this is show one, so we're still kind of figuring out the best format. And if you guys have any questions, let us know. You can hit us up on the Stag Sports Net uh, Twitter account. That's at Stag Sports Net. And also you can follow, of course, Fairfield Women's Basketball and their social media handles at Stags WB Ball on Twitter and Fairfield WBB on Instagram. So for everyone here, I'm JJ Duke signing off. You've listened to a presentation of the Stag Sports Network podcast channel. We'll talk to you next time. And until then, go Stags. The Fast Break Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags women's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.